Welcome to the Man Up, Man Down podcast, presented by Volker Baluda and David Pawsey. We discuss the pressures and challenges faced by men approaching middle age that we're often too embarrassed to speak about with our friends. You can find us online at www.manupdown.com. Enjoy the show and don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. Hello and welcome to today's or this week's episode. I don't know how we phrase it. We're still we're still working on some of the things, but um, welcome to the latest uh, edition of Man Up, Man Down. I don't know when this is going out, but today is officially the hottest day of the year. So yes, I think we're both feeling quite hot and sweaty, aren't we, Falcon? Yeah, it's it's a bit warm today. It's currently thirty point four degrees inside. That's in the office. Um, so if you hear my fan in the background, it's something I will not turn off during this episode. I'm afraid we have to live with it. Oh, and I've also got the windows wide open. Um, and as Volker can see, I'm sweating quite a bit. Um, but I've got the windows open. So you might you might hear a bit of traffic noise in the background. But yes, thanks for uh, listening in again. Obviously, this is Man Up, Man Down, where we talk about men's mental health and lots of other aspects of uh, midlife. And last last time we were talking about midlife crisis, we, we touched on, you know, some of the darker aspects of that. Obviously, uh, talked a bit about suicide, which is one of the, well, the biggest killer of men around the age of 45 and, you know, as always, if, you know, if we touch on anything that, that you know, does sort of stir things up for you, then please get in touch with uh, Samaritans or, you know, mental health charities. Um, but obviously, you know, give us a shout. If you need someone to talk to, always reach out. But yeah, so this week we're sort of talking about, well, fitness, health, uh, alcohol. I think we all do like a drink. See, well, yes. Do you do you like a drink, Volker? I, I do like a drink. I mean, what you just said, I think, is interesting, right? Fitness, health, and alcohol, right? <laughs> it's kind of like, what what are we talking in this episode? Is it because me- mental health and physical health, right? So is it kind of like we're talking physical health, mental health? Um, because health can be both, right? And well, I mean, for me, it is you know it is all part of the same equation and you know if i'm not exercising you're drinking then well yeah yeah and <laughs> but you know you know, you sort of joke about that um, yeah I'd, I'd say that is sort of something that that i have struggled with in that you know i do love exercise but i don't really yeah. seem to have any other hobbies that you know, it's like, so if I'm ill or if I'm injured, then I'm like, well, what, yeah. what am I going to do? Oh, well, I'll have a drink. And I mean, it's, well, I mean, we've got some stats here. Um, apparently almost 59% of adult men report drinking alcohol in the past 30 days compared with 40% of adult women. You're, you're proper um, athlete, right? I mean, you do triathlons. I mean, this is not small fry. You, you, you properly exercise right i mean I, I just do a bit of running and a bit of gym spinning recently i love my spinning classes um, well you're right you know it's like after work after work you just like to have a drink right well, a few years ago or in 2017 i um i came across the organization one year no beer yeah and i mean i i enjoy a drink 
I enjoy a drink a bit too much. You know, I don't I don't have an off off switch. But you know, alcohol doesn't necessarily agree with me from a mental health sort of perspective. So I, you know, if I have like a, you know, a few drinks or too many drinks over the weekend, especially say if it's a Saturday, that brings on a lot of anxiety. And, um, you know, it, it takes me a, a few days sort of to, to get back on form, I guess. Back in sort of 2017, I felt like I was, you know, doing it every weekend. And then sort of, you know, that's at least the Monday and Tuesday that, that I'm not on top form. And it's, you know, it's just like I'm, I'm losing days here. So found out about this organization one year, no beer and signed up to a uh, like 90 day non-drinking challenge and um, well, ended up going sort of a full year more than that. I think for me, and I did do a lot of socializing in that time. Um, it was my 40th birthday. So, you know, I had a, a sober for, 40th birthday. It was all my friends, 40th birthdays. And, you know, some of them had some proper heavy you know sessions and you know and I went along but I'd, I'd sort of be one of the first to leave I mean I'll be honest I do find it difficult to socialize sort of without a drink especially if it's big groups so yeah it's you know it's something that you know I wouldn't say that it's something I've battled with in, in you know like a physical case of I've got to get off the booze but yeah I, I, I'd say I have a bit of a love-hate relationship with it yeah I mean, I, I think it's normal, right? I mean, I I remember vividly at, you know, go back, you know, I don't even have to go back five years to my 40s birthday, right? Which I didn't celebrate sober. To be honest, I probably don't remember how I celebrated it. I mean, it's it's true, right? But I, I remember being at uni and, you know, you're waking up the next morning, you're like, shit, where's my wallet, right? Or shit, what's, what's happening, right? What happened last night? And um, that wasn't, say, great, but I didn't think about it. I'm like, yeah, this is just normal, right? We just drink a lot. We we binge drink. Yeah, cut cut a long story short. I think it it, it doesn't it doesn't get better as we get older, right? Because we get really, you know, if 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 I'm really hungover, which I'm hardly these days, right? I mean, I can drink like half a bottle of wine, right? That's kind of my my poison. If I go over half a bottle and I do it in the evening, I do feel it the next morning. I haven't had it for a long time that I wake up the next morning and feel like, oh. You know, it, if I say not only under the weather physically, but mentally as well, because it, it is a depressant, right? I mean, alcohol is not 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 good for you. I mean, I'm, I'm monitor. I mean, t- tell the listeners about how you monitor your alcohol consumption. But I started probably five six years ago that I started monitoring how much I drink, and I used to have this little app that told me exactly how many units. So do you 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 know down? exactly what you drink yeah I, I used to i used to and um then they changed the unit recommendations from what was it 25 down to 16 and i'm like i'm not gonna do the units anymore right it's not gonna work <laughs> two, two and a half bottles a week and you're done right so i'm just taking taking notes so i have like a you know being, being german and organized i have a long excel sheet for many many years where i put all my exercise in and that includes you know i can color coding how much i drink so like red too much green I don't drink and, and orange you know I have like one drink or so so I can go back a few years and see how much I drink and how my my behavior has changed I don't know if it has changed to be honest I don't often go back and I, I don't really want to know to be honest right? um, which is also a challenge 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting what you sort of say about it's you know it's normal and well it is almost well it's a rite of passage i mean it's it's just strange that it's well you know almost so ingrained especially in british society and it's you know it's we conditioned right from an early age that you know if you celebrate you have a drink and you know if you commiserate you have a drink it's like all you have to do is watch any bbc drama um, and any scene in the evening, you know, the characters will have a glass of wine. I mean, I was up at the school for an event, sort of almost, well, it was like uh, the summer fate. You know, the, the oh, and he, he's a friend of mine, but sort of one of the organisers, one of the parents, he's sort of on the mic and he's like, you know, and it's raising funds for the school, but it's, um, you know, we've got cold drinks, we've got Prosecco, we've got beer, and we've got soft drinks for the kids. And, you know, and it yeah. is that thing of if you're an adult, you should be drinking the soft, you know, the soft drinks are for the kids. Yeah. And it, it's and, you know, and I'm sure he didn't really think of anything ar- around it, but it is just, you know, all these sort of subtle elements of we are conditioned to drink. Absolutely. And I think I remember very vividly and we're going back probably seven, eight years. I met someone from Germany who came over to London. And in Germany at the time, it was very common to have alcohol-free beer, right? Something which is now very common in the UK, but wasn't seven, eight years ago. And we tried to go from pub to pub because I think I was doing dry January. He didn't want to drink, trying to find alcohol-free beer. And we could, yeah. you know, because if, if you go to Germany to an event at the time, you know, you had normal beer, alcohol-free beer. So you could start slowly, right? You had like five, six, you know, alcohol-free beers. No one knew you were actually not drinking. You know, once everyone was drunk... You know, you just started having one or two, and, and that was brilliant, right? You still get the hangovers over alcohol free beer, but that's probably different topic. I mean, it's interesting what you say about the uh, well, getting a hangover. I mean, I, I find Beck's light blue is the yeah. one that always gave me a headache. But I mean, it's it's interesting. I mean, like in so from the start of this year, I've sort of gone on a, a bit of a mission to cut cut the boozing down again I've I had dry January and then sort of since then I've drunk once a month but that's crept up to a couple of times now we're like in the summer months I mean what what's sort of interesting is you know just in that space of three or four years when I had the year off and then going back to it and buying like in the supermarkets there's a much much greater variety of of alcohol free beers and you know there's some which are well, yeah, you know, which I enjoy. It's like actually these do, you know, taste like beers rather than a beer substitute. I mean, the thing that, sorry, rant alert, the thing that really annoys me, you know, it's like, oh, well, I went, me and Alicia, we were going to a gig down in Brighton and we went to yeah. this restaurant. And so they've got like, they pull out the menu and they've got, well, you know, like descriptions of, of different beers. And then they've got non-alcoholic beer. And um, and it was a Turkish restaurant. And um, I said to the guy, I was like, what, what is the alcohol-free beer? And he's like, oh, it, you know, I won't try and do an accent. He's like, oh, it's like juice. I'm like, no, which one is it? Because, you know, there's some which are really nice and some which yeah. are just absolutely fucking disgusting. But it, it's almost like there's... You know, it's like, well, as long as we offer an alcohol-free beer, that's yeah. fine. 
And, you know, part of me is like, are they leaving money on the table by not offering more of a selection of alcohol-free beers? I think we got a lot more conscious recently. I mean, they, they're talking about Gen, Gen Z or Gen whatever, you know, as a younger generation, not drinking as much anymore. As so I was speaking to a few parents recently who have, if I say, late, late teenagers, they do drink. You know, I mean, we, we drank. I mean, I'm a member of a German fraternity, for, for better or for worse. We, we used to drink, you know, we spit it out and uh, we continued drinking, right? It used to be fun to drink that much. I mean, I, I used to drink, you know, I mean, way, way before that, you know, during my A-levels, I used to do the 35-litre week, as in a play with the 35-hour work week, right? The 35-litre week um, was my worst exam period during my A-levels um, in Germany. And, you know... I'm laughing about it now, but it's actually quite serious if, you, if, if I think about it, how long and how much I've been drinking. So I come from a very, you know, heavy drinking culture, which, you know, I'm not blaming on my parents, by the way. Um, it's more friends. Uh, <laughs> at yeah. So, so that slotted me nicely into the, the fraternity and then slotted me nicely into the UK. So, you know, when, when I arrived in Scotland, someone said, if you want to go for a pint, I'm like, yeah, let's do that. You know, and one pint turned into 10. You know, but as, as, as we all know, right, the older you get, the, the least, you know, the least likely, you know, the, the less able your body is to, to actually. Yeah, your tolerance changes. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, you're, it's more difficult to process yeah. it. And I'm a total lightweight these days. I mean, I was sitting with a group of friends the other day and I said, to them, you know, we, we had afternoon drinks, right? As you say, Prosecco, Rosé, you know, especially in this weather, which was quite nice, a couple of beers. And I said, I, you know, I'm struggling now. I need a bit of water. And they go like, oh, we just started, didn't we? You know, I normally have like a few beers, half a bottle to a bottle of wine. And then I carry on with some, some harder stuff. And I'm like, I can't do that anymore. And I don't want to do that anymore. I'm, I'm very conscious of that. Yeah. Um, but it is very common, unfortunately. And as, as you said, right, in the stats, you know, it, it leads to suicide, unfortunately. And people struggling, right? You can't keep up a job. You don't perform well in your job relationship problems, you know, all these things, all the problems, if I say we, we, we talk about in, in this podcast, right? A lot of them not necessarily are related to alcohol, but can be related to alcohol or definitely, you know, alcohol can accelerate those, right? Whether that is problems with your spouse or your, 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 your children or your health. Yeah, I mean, well, there's a couple of points that I want to touch on there. One thing I've got, just a paper that I was looking at, um, just about how, well, sort of the science behind like blackouts when you're drinking. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, it's basically like alcohol impairs the ability for you to actually form memories. And that's how blackouts like occur. So it's not a case of you forget what you've done. It's your your brain doesn't actually retain the ability to to get those memory form those memories but i mean on on the sort of the the summary that you get you know at yeah. the start of a, a paper it says that um if recreational drugs were tools alcohol would be a sledgehammer few cognitive functions or behaviors escape the impact of alcohol alcohol can disrupt or completely block the ability to form memories for events that transpire while a person is intoxicated a type of impairment known as blackout it, it we're talking about all the negatives but as i say yeah. you know there are positives and for me it is you know it's it helps sort of form friendships and relationships and Absolutely. i've had some you know i've had some great times not been drinking 
you know, even now I'm on WhatsApp groups where it is, you know, oh, I was steaming last night. Oh, I'm hanging today. You know, and it yeah. is still like a badge of honour. And, you know, it's like men in their yeah. 40s. It's like, you know, this is all right. This might have been something when we were in our yeah. 20s, you know, and, and sort of, I mean, you used the term lightweight. You know, it's kind of all these things of not drinking is negative. And, you know, it's like, are there any other drugs where you wouldn't say, oh, oh, what? You're only going to have that little bit of crack. Go on, smoke some more. Go on. Go on. What? You're a lightweight. I was reading an article on men's health and and they sort of talk about how everyone's tolerance is different. But, you know, in real life, everyone deals with alcohol a little deep differently. If you're a lightweight, one stiff drink might be enough to leave your stomach rumbling in the morning. Again, it's like, you know, this is men's health, but they still sort of use the term lightweight. And it's... And if, I mean, oh, there's so many things you, you, you trigger this. So, so one thing I want to say about smoking, right? So I used to be a chain smoker. Um, luckily, we don't talk about smoking anymore. And it doesn't seem to be a thing, which is great, right? But I used to easily go through 60 a day and that without drinking, right? Without having any extra stimulus. I luckily gave up many years ago, but that's accepted to give up smoking and smoking is bad for you, right? But mm. alcohol is not much better. And as you say, leaving your stomach rumbling in the morning, I know fasting, right? Which is probably a topic for another time. So I do a 16-8, so I don't have breakfast. So back in the days, you know, you just had a cheeky bacon butty, you know, and, and then obviously I didn't eat meat for, for over two years, right? So, you know, if, if you start not eating meat, you know, not drinking caffeinated coffee, and you don't have breakfast full stop, you know, your, your stomach rumbles in the morning, you're just fucked, right? You, you, I, I can't cope with it anymore, mm. quite frankly. So, so noticing it even a little bit, it's like, mm, not, not great. Um, plus, and, you know, there, there are plenty of stats there, you know, how, how does it affect your sleep? You know, I mean, in, in this weather, you know, in, in full disclosure, I had a glass of wine last night, so I had my half bottle of wine last night. I don't normally drink on a Monday, but... Uh, it was nice hot weather, as we, as we said earlier. So I sat outside, had a pizza. You know, it was quite nice. I said, oh, let's, let's crack open a bottle. Why not? And then, of course, you don't sleep because of the heat. You don't sleep as well because of the alcohol. And even if it wasn't a lot. So, so I did notice it this morning. Not being hungover, but just not being 100%. Yeah, and then, just of a little. The heat. Yeah, and then yeah. the heat doesn't help, right? But I think a lot of people, as you say, it is a badge of honor, Right. I mean, we, when we had building work done, one of the builders came in two hours late. <laughs> I'm like, what, what did you do? Oh, I just had 10, 15 beers last night. I'm like, yeah, what? On a school night, 10, 15 beers? Yeah. It, it wasn't the main contractor, obviously. It was one of his, um, but his, what do you call him? Schergen, you would say in Germany. You know, one, one of his helpers. But I don't, I don't understand I mean, I do understand, I, and, and I think it's easy. I think the problem it is, it's easy, and as we get older, and I notice it, I, I love my red wine, as you know, and I have my little shelf and my, you know, I, I kind of keep track. So, you know, big fan of naked wines. I should probably put, uh, put an affiliate link in, in the show notes. But, you know, I, I love buying different wines and spend a penny or, or, or two pennies on, on wine and, you know, spend a little bit more. It's, it's just great. You know, I, I love the experience, but... Yeah, it can backfire, can't it? Well, I mean, sort of talking about, and I'd sort of say that is, well, you know, I sort of said about it it caused anxiety, but Hmm. I think for me, sleep, you know, and and, and again, it's one of the things that I've learned over, you know, the last few years, but 
it's you know if i'm not sleeping well it really impacts my mental health impacts my creativity impacts my motivation but yeah it's like actually one of the things that affects my sleep the most is drinking so it is yeah. you know it's like just from having that saturday night of not sleeping very well that you know has a massive role on effect for me but um Again, sort of doing some research. You've done a lot of research for that. I I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I drank so much, like, to to prepare for this episode. I I think you've done really well. I mean, to be honest, I was debating a couple of years ago when I gave up coffee, you know, caffeinated coffee. I love the way that you say that. Coffee. Coffee. (laughs) (laughs) I was was wondering whether I should give up alcohol. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I don't think I can. I want to be honest. Because, and you mentioned anxiety, right? So the funny thing is, if you have a really stressful day, right, there's nothing better than going to the pub at the end of the day with your work colleagues, where you're coming home, glass of wine, you know, G&T, you know, whatever it is, right? Typical British menu, right? You, you, you just calm down, you chill out a bit, you have a second one, then you don't sleep well, then you have another stressful day, you get a little bit of anxiety, and it accelerates, yeah. right? And, and once you're on your day three, you know, your brain is all mushy. You don't even notice it anymore. And you go like, oh, yeah, if I can function like that, that's going to be all right. And why would you then try to cut it down? So you, you get into this downward spiral, which, which is just crazy. I'm so conscious of that. I mean, obviously, with, with all my mindfulness training and, you know, working, working with different people here. But it's, I, I couldn't, I wouldn't want to anymore. Yeah. I think you've done well for not drinking for, was it six months? Yeah. Over the last, well, over the, yeah, the last six months, I've been drinking yeah. sort of once a month. Sort of some stats I found, it was uh, a low amount of, of alcohol, which is, I think, one or two drinks, like decreases sleep quality by 9.3%. Wow. Uh, moderate amounts of alcohol decreases sleep quality by 24%, and uh, high amounts of alcohol decrease sleep quality by 39.2%. Well, and as you say, like in the heat at the moment, and and you know, I sort of track my sleep with my Garmin and stuff. Oh, but so <laughs> you know, it's sort of saying that it's um, yeah. At the moment, you know, it's six. I've I've had like six hours sort of during the heat wave yeah. on average, and and I can feel that because you know, I I do sort of need the well the eight hours, which it is roughly, yeah. but they say. You know, one of the reasons why I said I'm cutting it out is because I've been trying to lose weight. You know, yeah. that sort of was one of the goals. And so, you know, there is a bit of a narcissistic sort of motivation behind it is I just want to look good naked. But um, don't, the... don't put any pictures in people's hands, please. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, sort of obviously what we talked about, the you know, when you wake up after a drink and you're hungry. And, yeah. you know, that's another thing is that yeah. um, alcohol, it affects a an enzyme that that's linked with satiety is it satiety but so basically your brain isn't able to tell you that you're full yeah. or like, like when you've been drinking alcohol we all had some munchies right yeah i mean i i i don't know if i can disclose that but i i i know someone let's put it this way he he ordered a pizza after a night out right and he was already far, fast asleep right totally drunk then fell down the stairs trying to open the pizza man's door. And, uh, you know, I think he was unconscious for a while. Luckily, he was all right and everything. But, yeah, I mean, we all know the munchies, right? Yeah. You know, you're a bit hungry, so you order Domino's. 
or classic, you know, as a student, you put the pizza in the oven, you turn it on, fall asleep, and then you get yeah. woken up by the fire alarm, yeah. black pizza. I mean, to do the keep up after night out, right? Nothing nicer than that. And then you well, wake up the next morning, you're like, hmm. <laughs> see, in, like another uh, men's health article that I remember from years ago, it was basically like saying that, well, a chicken kebab is like the healthiest yeah. post-pub snack. I, I agree with that. So, so I, I love kebabs. I don't eat the bread because it's a carbs, right? But is it donut kebab? Yeah, the no. They did. After? They did specifically say chicken, <laughs> chicken sheesh. Yeah, so, yeah. so donut sheesh after a night out. It works. You know, it reduces the hangover in the morning, right? It's great. But you're right. I mean, this snacking. You know, when 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 you have a glass of, I literally do that almost every week. You know, I make my homemade pizza. Extra ingredients, extra cheese, of course, glass of wine or two. And then I finish this huge amount of pizza, which, you know, should easily fill me up, especially as I'm, as you're trying to lose weight. And um, then you sit down with a couple bags of crisps, right? Yeah. Just, just a few. And then you stop that. I used to do cheese boards after my pizza, right? These huge cheese boards of like 20 cheese crackers. And I thought it was normal until a neighbor stopped by one night. She goes like, oh, light dinner? I'm like, no, no, that's my snack after dinner. <laughs> Well, I mean, uh, so oh, a it's couple of weekends crazy. ago, I was uh, um, at Hyde Park, um, at a pole jam gig, yeah, and had a few drinks. It's like, oh, well, we'll get something to eat, and you have a few drinks, and it's like, oh, I can't be bothered to queue up at, at that, you know, at the food store, yeah. so I'll just get another drink. And so basically didn't really eat, and then we left, and we stopped off at a pub. Yeah, I ordered like eight packets. Of, well, I, I said, oh, what crisps have you got? Yeah. And she sort of said the flavours. I said, oh, I'll have two of each. And I wasn't talking as eloquently as I am now. Yeah. Uh, but then, I don't know, sent my partner up basically to get the drinks. And then the barmaid like handed over eight packets of crisps. And, and she's like, no, no, they're not all for us. And, she, and the woman's like, yeah, he was very insistent about wanting eight packets <laughs> of crisps. But well, so I've, I've found, uh, found the stats. No, um, you find another stat. You, you find a lot of stats. Yeah, one one study published in the journal Alcohol and Alcoholism found that just three drinks was enough to lower levels of the satiety hormone leptin by around 30%. So yeah, again, it's just, you know, a couple of drinks that can, well, have all, all sorts of effects. You know, I, I think we probably have to have a whole episode about fitness and, and you know, talk about fitness properly. So if we're just looking at health and alcohol, I mean, yeah. We've already talked about it for the last half an hour, right? It's crazy. And the question is, why, why do we do that to our bodies? And, and when should we get worried? I mean, they say alcohol calls, uh, calls, kills slowly, right? So yeah. we, you know, I mean, I have no idea what my liver looks like. I'm, I'm not even interested either, to be honest, because I, I don't want to go to the doctor and say, I want to have a liver checkup and then find out I couldn't enjoy my nice, expensive wine, right? But again, that's that's the thing. Well, you know, it, it's obviously, and I think we need to make that distinction between someone that is sort of physically dependent on alcohol compared to, well, I don't know where what it is. It is all a spectrum, isn't it? And yeah, I mean, well, sort of going back to what you were saying about smoking. And this, so when I when I was doing my one year no beer, Alicia did a race for life, which is for cancer research. Yeah, 
and um and at the end they gave each each competitor a glass of prosecco and and i'm like what and i i wrote uh, I had a bit of a rant about yeah. it. I wrote, I know, I wrote, this, like uh, wrote a blog about it, you know, basically saying, well, why, why do you give out drinks, but not cigarettes, which, you know, might seem a bit extreme, but if you go on like cancer yeah. researchers website, a, a direct quote is no amount of alcohol is safe. So, you know, and I mean, this is another thing that you often see all these studies about, yeah. Oh, you know, moderate drinking or like you know like x amount of drinks a week is good for you or something and apparently that's kind of skewed by the fact that in these studies you'll have people that were alcoholics but they're no longer drink so that almost like skews the um statistics of of of, well people dying at a certain age but you know they're saying, well, I don't drink. Yeah, but what you're saying is absolutely right. I'm just actually once once we're here, we say not to drink more than 14 units a week is, is the latest guideline, right? So 14 units, and um, I'm, I'm just on the website here, NHS Inform. That's that's Scotland. I'm sure that's the same for 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 the for England as well. But um, 14 units. I mean, correct me. That's you know that's a that's a Shiraz with 14% alcohol as well, 13 units, right? And I definitely have more than one bottle of wine a week. How many pints is that? I mean, pints well, is four units? I mean, like the term binge drinking. So I think like technically a binge is four drinks over a two-hour period. And yeah. and it's like, well, just think about a football match. Like, go, you know, say the World Cup's on, yeah. everyone piles down the pub. It's like... I've easily got through more yeah. than that during that 90 minutes. And I just looked it up. So a can of lager beer, pint of lower strength lager beer, about two, 2.4 units. So that's eight pints. So if you go down the pub and you have four pints, that's half your units gone. Mm. And I mean, when did you last go to the pub and stopped after two units or two, 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 two uh, pints, right? Yeah. So, so I think we can we can safely conclude that most people, and that includes us, drink too much. We probably still, and I would like to to say that I think we're still drinking less than than a lot of other people. But then there are a lot of other people that drink less than us, right? So we're probably well in the middle. But that doesn't yeah. mean we do not not develop cancer, you know, or are not affected. I mean, I, for instance, take a lot of supplements. I, I take milk thistle because it helps the liver to process alcohol. Yeah. I mean, how sad is that? Well, yeah, and well, again, it, it's, you know, it is that thing of, of, you know, how many people like train for a marathon or train for an event. Yeah. And me, I'd include myself in that for a long time. It's like, well, you know, you're doing all this training, cutting out beer for a few weeks or a few months will like improve yeah. your, your performance. And it's like, oh, well, you know, all right, well, is that that thing of well, what's the second easiest way that I can improve my speed, etc.? Because you know, it's yeah, it is often that that sacrifice that that we don't want to make. I mean, what's what I was saying is that um for you know moderate drinkers, it is you know, after 30 days, like the recover the liver recovers and yeah. 
I mean that you know, and that again, that sort of, I guess, well, when I you know when I first sort of did one year no beer, they do a really good job of of kind of like setting out the timeline and then the benefits that you start to feel after a certain amount of time. Yeah. What was the best bit? Or was there the most benefit you you noticed best sleep? See again, this is this is like the the that thing where you know when you with incremental changes you know so if you stop drinking you know there's an incremental improvement yeah and so it's never you know it's never suddenly that point of oh you know i've reached that stage where i you know i'm sleeping incredibly well um but i mean you know and but that is one of the benefits you have you know more energy your skin you know it's there's lots of things there but it's as i say it's incremental so it is more that when you go back and have a drink and you're like, oh, Christ, you know, now yeah. I know why I haven't had a drink for a while. Would, would you give up alcohol again for good? I don't know. I, you know, and again, uh, this is perhaps a topic that will, you know, the, what we touched on, I think, last yeah. last time and we'll perhaps come back to. But I got, got lonely, really. And, yeah, you know, as I say, I was going out to events and things with friends yeah you know for me i mean you know and it's like connection is is such an important thing and yeah. you know having friends etc well you know spending time with your friends is is really good for your mental health i mean yeah so sort of at the start of this year i you know met up with some of my some of my oldest friends the friends that i've known since i was 16 so some friends that i knew from college and some friends from university Basically, I wasn't drinking and they were. And, you know, after a couple of hours, it's just like, right, thanks, guys. I'll see you later. You know, and it, it's the next morning I woke up and I'm like, oh, you know, well, I made the right decision. But then, yeah, I don't know. It's it's, it's an odd one because, well, as I say, went to Pearl Jam a couple yeah. of weekends ago um, with some friends, drank more than I was intending to. But. I think, you know, the experience of it and, it, you know, it's a gig. I've, well, I've seen Pearl Jam about 10 times now without sounding like too much of a wanker. You know, it is like yeah. a bit of a spiritual experience. So, and I have been to like gigs at Hyde Park sober yeah. before and walked out and seen people like passed out and benches throwing up over themselves. Yeah. You know, and it, it's like, oh, well, I'm glad I'm not in that state. Not, you know, not that I... I mean, I guess that that might have happened to me a couple of times in my life. But, you know, for me, as I say, we, you know, if I drink too much, it's more yeah. a case of, oh, you know, just overwhelming anxiety rather than, I guess, you know, drinking to blackout. Well, you know, and I'm going well, I'm going on holiday for a week with some friends, yeah, friends from college that I've known since I was 16. They- I don't intend to drink every night of the week, you know, that we're there. Yeah they might do i don't intend not to drink you know it yeah. it's i guess it's sort of finding that balance it's, isn't it sad that we're already thinking about that because it's kind of muscle memory as well right so you know like if i go back to, to my fraternity guys and you know i would be double the age of the students there they still want to down beers with me and i go like i would go like no you know but yeah it was fun back in the days and then i would try it and then I'd probably throw up right which is my nature I, I, I'm, mm. I'm probably too weak to say no 
although my say from an intellectual point of view, yes, I should definitely give up alcohol, you know, no question. But then I find lots of excuses, right? I mean, like like any addict, you know, and I'm not saying I'm addicted to alcohol, but I find excuses that, oh, I don't want to be left out, as you said, right? I don't want to be lonely. Yeah. Give me something to do. I mean, I remember smoking was great, right? You always found someone to stand around with, you know, having a fag. You had a reason to to have a break, you know. It's like alcohol is a bit like that as well, right? It just winds you down after a long day. You know, it's great taste. You know, I, I as I say, I generally enjoy, you know, fiddling around with different wines and trying out different wines. I, I do like a whiskey, but find a bit too much sometimes, mm. I want to be honest. I also get heartburn, so I'm on omeprazole just to kind of combat, which I think is something that probably stems from, you know, possibly alcohol consumption as well. And, and you need to keep check on that. So there's so many things already where you go like, fuck it, you know, it's just, you know, if I listen to myself talking, I should actually go and stop, right? From an intellectual point of view. But it's such a comfort. That's what it is, right? And it doesn't, I don't drink enough that it actually, say, mentally affects me. But I think that's, that's where I worry, right? When, when alcohol affects people mentally, and then of course, physically as well, right? Yeah, and I think that, well, you know, again, that's, like, yeah. it's almost like I can identify sort of certain situations or, you know, people that will drive me to drink almost, shall we yeah, exactly. say. So, so one part of me thinks it's really, really sad, right? Like, let's say you meet up with your uni friends, you know you have to drink. On the other hand, it's, it's a totally common behaviour, right? So... I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, we, we, we're coming to an end of, of this episode and I'm kind of thinking, you know, what, what do we conclude, right? Was it just us rambling on about being, being alcoholics, um, which none of us is, or is it, more, is it more general awareness? Because a lot of people in, in midlife are actually drinking far too much and a lot of them are not consciously aware of it. And I think... And I, I mean, I see that in every mindfulness course and every leadership yeah. course. Well, I think we, we talked a lot last week about yeah. sort of midlife crisis and, and you know, the pandemic. Yeah. But, you know, and I think, well, for me, oh, pandemic it, again, you know, it's like, well, for me, it was too much. But for other people, they'll be like, well, that doesn't sound like a lot. But I it was during yeah. the pandemic that I got back into weekly drinking because, oh, it's the weekend. You know, you've got to market. There was nothing else to do. And, you know, I think there, yeah, there would have been people that ended up drinking nightly. But, yeah, based, you know, I think oh, people easily. massively increased their alcohol intake I during did. the pandemic. Absolutely. I, I, I can vouch for that. But it's, it, it all starts with awareness. And I think if people don't take anything else away from this episode, I think it's, it's awareness, self-awareness of how much you drink. Start, start monitoring it, you know, mm. good old... Silicon Valley principle, right? If you if you can monitor and measure it, you can improve it. Well, so I think it's originally Peter Drucker that said that. Probably. I mean, you he was Silicon Valley. You can't right? improve what you can't measure. Yeah, well, it's true, isn't it? But I think, you know, and I think also, though, it's perhaps limiting beliefs, you know, when you tell yeah. yourself a bit of a narrative and it's like, well, everybody else drinks, so yeah. I should drink. And it's like, actually, if you go to any event, yeah, there will be a lot of people drinking, but you can always find someone else that isn't drinking. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, I, mean, I think I think I've certainly witted on for long enough. Yeah, I think I think we talked a lot about 
I mean, there's this so because it has so many impacts. As we say, you know, it has an impact on your on your weight, on your mental health, on your physical health, which is weight, I, I suppose. Cancer potential, right? Not not you know, it's like everyone knows someone who smoked for a hundred years. Yeah. Cancer, well, right? you know, and again, if you look at look at the stats, it's I think alcohol is the second. Oh, it, it, yeah, it's it's in the top three oh, yeah. of, of causes of cancer. I think we should leave it there. Word of warning, be, be, be conscious about how much you drink. I don't think there's anything, I don't know if I should say that, is there anything wrong, there's nothing wrong with having a glass. I mean, like anything, in moderation, right? It all comes down, us, I think it all comes down to the fact that yeah. if you if you're sort of, if the thought, I think this might be a problem for me is entering your mind, then yeah. it probably is a problem. You don't have to be the guy stumbling out of the, you know, the supermarket at eight in the morning with your white lightning. You know, <laughs> it, it, it's one of those things. And as you say, it, it's because yeah. it's so steeped in society, you can almost kind of find oh, those excuses like, well, that person's a lot worse than me, so I'm fine. But Anyway, as always, we'll uh, post some links to uh, some of the, the stats we've mentioned and, uh, you know, some charities, etc. cetera. Um, yeah, that's a good point, actually. anyone does need any help. Until next time, I'm going to get a cold beverage now. Non-alcoholic in that way, by the way. I, I couldn't call this drink tonight, I don't think. Cheerio, until next time. All right, cheers, Volker. Take care and, uh, yep, speak to you all soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Feel free to reach out to Volker or David via our website, www.manupdown.com or podcast at manupdown.com with any feedback or to let us know what topics you'd like us to cover in the future. Hear you again soon.